Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Friday, August 11th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynes, the, the Guardians uh, salvaged a split with the Blue Jays on Thursday, four to three, winning the final game of the series uh, after three nights of getting excellent starting pitching from their uh, rookie starters. Uh, a, a veteran comes out and gives them five and two thirds, only allows one run. Uh, Noah Syndergaard, uh, a, a nice uh, outing for him. But it was the uh, the rookie infielders that really made the difference for Cleveland on Thursday. It was Brian Rocchio and Jose Tena uh, who come up uh, their first two at bats each uh, with hits, uh, three doubles, three RBIs among them uh, uh, for the two uh, two rookies. And uh, from there, the the Guardians uh, hung on with their bullpen. Yeah, uh, really a good a good way to close out that series, Joe. It could have been a disaster. You know, if you you only score six runs in four games and you come out with a split, you know, that's that's a positive sign, a positive sign for a Syndergaard. You know, that's his best start, obviously, uh, with Cleveland, best start maybe of the year, you know, for a while. And, uh, you know, with the two young uh, middle infielders, uh, Rocchio and Tana, uh, you know, swinging the bats well, playing good D, uh, you know, so it's encouraging. It's encouraging. And, uh and now, uh, you know, we'll have to see how this this thing, this whole thing moves forward. Yeah, they go they go on the road now for a, a quick five game road trip to Tampa and Cincinnati. Uh, obviously, Tampa, one of the better teams in the East all season long, but you know they've been up and down since the All Star break. Uh, they they get to see Aaron Savali. We'll we'll do a preview of the uh, the, the opener here uh, in later on a little bit later on in this podcast. Uh, but you know, want to go back to uh, just the way that the uh, the young guys played, uh, not just uh, in this uh, game on Thursday, but in the throughout the whole series, uh, uh, we saw Brian Rocchio really step up and and show us what he's capable of at shortstop. And you know, he played third base uh, yesterday, and and Tana made his first uh, major league start uh, at short. What what do you make of first? What do you make of Tana, and and how long he might be around, and then. Uh, what are your thoughts on Rocchio and just the way he's, you know, sort of uh, shown what he can do uh, in the the brief, uh, you know, 10, 11 games we've seen him? Yeah, I like Tana, uh, Joe. I liked him a couple years ago when he had the big year at Lake County, Class A Lake County, won the uh, minor league gold glove 
for his play at shortstop, and then he went to the Arizona Fall League and and won the uh, you know the the AFL uh, batting title. And usually, you know, a lot of guys, you know, when they've played a full minor league season, when they go there, you know, they kind of hit the wall in Arizona in the Arizona Fall League. You're facing really good competition, and he just turned it on. So this is a, it's a kid to watch, kind of a you know an underrated kid. Uh, you know, haven't seen him much defensively, so we'll we'll have to wait on that. But uh, you know, I I like the way he swings the bat. He's aggressive. You know, he's not a power hitter. He's not gonna he's not gonna drive the ball out of the park. But I think he's gonna be kind of an action player. Right. Uh, uh, Rocchio, you know, I so I, I've got a you know, Joe, I've been impressed, man. You know, we saw him bounce back after those two errors, what uh, against the White Sox uh, on that Sunday from third base. You know, he made and he had a you know a strong series against uh, Toronto. Uh, really swung the bat well yesterday. You know, I I like him, Joe. I think uh, you know he's you know he's going to get stronger. He's going to get bigger. Um, and I just like the way he handles himself. I think he's a pretty good. He look, he's he's a, he's a good looking ball player right now. Yeah, and uh, like you said, there's there's a lot of room for uh, improvement and development for Rokio, um as as he matures and just uh, grows into his body and all, and all that kind of stuff too. Uh, just getting back to Tainer real quick, you know, I thought maybe it might have been uh, a, a little bit early uh, for them to to have to put him on the forty man uh, when they did, uh, but now I kind of understand the, the you know the reasoning behind it. Uh, this is a kid who's a a good prospect and he's. You know, if anything, he can be a trade chip if, uh, you know, he keeps showing what he did in uh, in, in Thursday's game. Uh, he did drive a double uh, over the the the, uh, the left fielder's head um, to the wall uh, in, in later on in the game. I think it was the, the fifth or sixth inning um, and just, you know, looked like there there was room for more power to grow for for him as well. So uh, could could be interesting, uh, an interesting piece to see whether or not he you know, makes his mark uh, with the, the Guardians Major League Club or if he's uh, used as a, a, a trade piece uh, somewhere down the line uh, could be interesting as well. Uh, let's, um, you know, and just, uh, just to finish up with Rokio, uh, it says something about his uh, his makeup and his, uh, you know, just his, his confidence uh, to be able to go back out there and play third base again, uh, you know, within the same week after after losing a game with two throwing errors. Uh, I think that says a lot about him to be able to bounce back the way he did. Definitely. Yeah, Joe, you know, for a young player, that's, that's hard to do, but, you know, I think, uh, you know, defense is kind of his, probably his calling card, uh, you know, third base. I don't think he's, you know, he's played some there in the minors, but, you know, I think, I don't think he's played a lot, but, uh, you know, shortstop is his position. He could see it when he plays it, you know, it was almost, he's like, one of those guys that was born to play shortstop, you know, he's got the moves, mm -hmm. he's got the arm, uh, third base, little, a little different challenge, but, uh, you know, I, like you, like you, Joe, I was impressed by the way he bounced back and, um, and, you know, had a solid series against the Blue Jays, you know, he caught, and, you know, the, he cost him the game Sunday against the White Sox. He cost us a uh, class A a save and, and, uh, you know, the ball club a win, and, you know, he kind of shook that off and, and you know, kind of just kept playing. Right. Uh, as far as uh, the other side of that equation, Noah Syndergaard coming out, uh, you know, we talked about the the three starts for the um, the rookies there. Uh, Gavin Williams, uh, Tanner Bybee, Logan Allen giving up uh, just one run between the three of them. 
uh, in the first three games, only having one win to show for it. Uh, but, you know, just uh, the work and the job that they did uh, against a pretty decent Toronto lineup. Uh, and then you get Syndergaard going out there, um, not going as deep as the the three rookies, but uh, definitely having the the best outing uh, of of his tenure with the uh, with the Guardians. Uh, he was able to throw his, uh, his off speed stuff, I, I think, uh, you know, for for strikes and really command it uh, better than he had in in any of his previous starts. Yeah, um, you know, f- uh, you know, five and two third innings, he gives up a run. You know, in in that whole series, that four game series, the starting pitching. Allowed two earned runs in 24 and two-third innings. That's pretty good. I mean, uh, you know, it just, uh, you know, I think uh, Syndergaard was probably motivated by watching those three rookies, you know, pitch ahead of him and see how they handled that Toronto lineup. That probably helped him, I would think, and probably gave him a kick in the rear and said, okay, I got to compete with these guys. So it was good to see. I I wondered about his velocity, Joe, and and his ability to strike people out. What did you see there? Because, you know, the first time out, he didn't strike anyone out. Yeah, he didn't have any strikeouts uh, against Houston. Uh, But uh, he he was throwing around, you know, 92, 93. It's not the the 96, 97, 98 that we were used to seeing from him when he was with the Mets. But, uh, you know, Tito said it best in his postgame. He said he really I thought he really went out there and pitched. And and that sort of, you know, that doesn't just involve blowing guys away and overpowering guys with your stuff. It's more about, you know, using, you know, what you know about a hitter and, and keeping them off balance. And and I think that's what Syndergaard was able to do. He still he still has an affinity for uh, giving up deep fly balls and using up the entire ballpark and having his defense, uh, you know, play uh, play really well behind him. Uh, it, it happens. Uh, it's happened over the, all three starts that he's made with the Guardians. But, uh, you know. Hopefully he can just continue to eat innings and, and hand it off to the bullpen. Um, we saw the bullpen uh, actually come through uh, in a big spot uh, again uh, after, you know, a, a miraculous escape job on uh, Wednesday night to to at least preserve a chance to win the game in the ninth inning. Uh, the, uh, the Guardians come away with uh, another bases loaded, nobody out situation uh, on Thursday. And Trevor Steffen is uh, is able to escape. Yeah, definitely. That's a good sign with uh, Stefan. You know, he kind of was scuffling for a while there. Uh, you know, Aniel uh, De Los Santos loaded the bases, what, with one out, I think. And, and uh, Stefan comes in and gets out of that jam. Uh, you know, really, really a nice job by him. And then, uh, you know, kind of a drama-free save by uh, Class A. So, it, it, maybe the bullpen is starting to catch its second breath, Joe, and, you know, and, and starting, uh, you know, put the, put some good innings together. De Los Santos, I'm a little worried about. He's kind of, you know, scuffling the last time out, a couple times out. But, uh, you know, I think maybe that's just natural because he's been used a lot. He's pitched a lot in some, you know, high leverage situations. Yeah, I don't think it's any coincidence that, you know, as – as De Los Santos has continued to be uh, seen his usage, uh, you know, be pre- pretty frequent. Uh, Class A's had had some time off and had some extended time off. And, you know, not even the uh, even the suspension might have even helped the game, uh, you know, to get him some rest there. But uh, he hasn't been used as much lately. And uh, he just seems a little more crisp. And he's he's found his fastball again and he's he's found his uh, his sinker and. Uh, it's, it's been, uh, just good to watch him the last couple of games. The only times class A gets in trouble is when teams put balls in play, uh, in front of him or on the infield, uh, around him. Uh, if, if it's not directly at an infielder, 
it's it's given them uh, you know some fits in, in some of these saves. So uh, he's he's been able to work around some of them. Uh, you know his his numbers lately have been a, a lot better, uh, and you, you can't hold uh, you know Sunday's blown save against him uh, when when Roki is out there making making errors. So uh, again, good to see. Um, Class A back sort of on the road, uh, on the path that he, he had been on for the previous year. Uh, I want to take a, a second here to, to mention Subtext, our uh, subscription service uh, to our listeners. Uh, it's our texting service. Uh, you get to uh, you get inside info from the, the clubhouse. You get uh, the latest updates as they happen, as they're revealed to us. Uh, 216-208-4346 is the number to send a text message. Text subscribe to 216 uh, $3.99 a month to subscribe. And you can go to cleveland.com slash subtext uh, if you want to sign up there. Uh, Hoinsey, Tyler Freeman, uh, we talked about uh, the, the young infielders there. Tyler Freeman, uh, who dinged up his shoulder on a swing uh, the night that Framber Valdez threw a no-hitter at the Guardians in Houston. And he's been on the 10-day uh, injured list. He's eligible to come off on Saturday. Uh, we find out that Tyler Freeman is in Toledo tonight with the uh, the Clippers uh, Class AAA team for the, the Guardians there. He will make a start tonight, a rehab start. And after that, uh, he could he's eligible to come off on Saturday. We could prob- maybe even see him uh, in in Tampa, depending on... Uh, what the latest is with Jose Ramirez and his suspension appeal. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They were thinking about uh, even uh, activating uh, Tyler Freeman and adding him uh, right to the 26 man if uh, they thought uh, the hearing was, you know, getting close uh, with, uh, with uh, uh, you know, Jose, if that, you know, if they were going to find out whether, there, you know, he's got to serve the full three games or the, the suspension gets reduced. So, uh, you know, we're still waiting on that. So I guess, you know, obviously it doesn't sound like it's going to be a decision that's going to be made over this over the weekend. So, you know, they send Freeman out to let him play a couple, maybe, you know, f- play tonight and maybe maybe even tomorrow. But if he's, you know, if he's healthy and I think, you know, he, you know, uh, Francona said he's, you know, he's he's close to being ready. I know talking to Freeman, he said he's, you know, he's 99.9 percent you know, healthy. So, you know, I'm sure they'll get him back on the 26 man as soon as they can. Yeah. And, and Freeman gives them that added uh, dimension of he's played third base uh, a little more frequently than Rokio. So uh, if um, if Freeman is is active and Jose's suspended, then you put Freeman at third, Rokio at short and Arias over at first uh, because uh, David Fry again is is on the uh, the injured list uh, with the, the sore hamstring. Um, you know, that at least gives you a little bit of stability and, and gives you probably your best defensive infield if you if you go with that. Yeah, yeah, I'd like, uh, you know, Arias is, you know, he gives you, you know, first base, who, who, who would have thought first base would be, a, you know, kind of a, a, you know, a defensive black hole almost, but at least Arias goes over there and he, he can make the plays, he can dig the balls out of the dirt, he can, he's got a good arm, you know, and, uh, you know, since the trade of Josh Bell and the injury to Josh Naylor, uh, you know, they've really kind of struggled at first base. I mean, you know, Cole Calhoun is, is, has has tried to fill that spot, but he's an outfielder and, you know, give him credit for sticking, you know, for trying for playing over there, but you know, that he's kind of out of position there. Yeah. And uh, Cole Calhoun uh, did play at first base 
uh, in Thursday's game uh, until the the eighth inning when, uh, uh, you know, this time around, uh, the Guardians, I think, didn't give him the option of, uh, mm-hmm. of staying in. I think uh, Tito went to the defensive replacement, put Arias in at first base uh, to play defense. And, uh, you know, that that worked out. I don't think there were any issues with any of the uh, the plays over there with with Arias defensively. Uh, but Cole Calhoun had earlier in the game uh, a, a nice at bat with a runner at third base. He had, had hit a ground ball that that scored a run. Uh, it turned out to be the uh, the game winning run. So uh, we've seen Terry Francona um, talk about Cole Calhoun uh, just in the in the brief time that he's been uh, been around the club. Uh, he really does like uh, Calhoun and what he brings uh, to the clubhouse and and uh, you know just sort of his approach and his professionalism. Yeah, you know, and I think, you know, with the trades of Savali and and uh, uh, Rosario and Bell, you know, you lo- you lo- uh, the injury to Naylor, you lose that, you know, kind of a veteran core. And I think uh, Tito really wanted some some veteran, uh, some veteran presence in that locker room. So, you know, they make the deal for a Calhoun. They bring in Loriano uh, off the waiver wire, uh, you know, just to give him some, st- you know, that young team, some stability in in the locker room on the field, guys that have been there, done that, uh, you know, I think it's working out well, Joe. Yeah, at least for now, until you, you run down to, to Tampa Bay and you face one of the uh, the better offenses <laughs> and the better teams in uh, in the American League East. Uh, let's talk about the matchup there. It's going to be Xavion Curry tonight uh, against uh, Aaron Savali, a, 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 you know, a pitching matchup with a lot of familiar faces there. Uh, uh, Savali obviously uh, had spent his entire major league career uh, with Cleveland up until uh, being traded at the deadline. Uh, what can we expect from Savali in this game? And and do, do the Guardians maybe have an advantage at all? Uh, you know, knowing what they know about Aaron Savali and what he brings uh, to the mound. Well, they certainly played behind him enough, so they know his his uh, you know repertoire. They know what pitches he throws. But, you know, we've seen his curveball, Joe, and that's a hard curveball to, to hit. Even though if you were playing at shortstop or second base or center field behind him and watched it, you're probably sitting there thinking, now, how, if, if I've got to face that, how do I hit it? And, you know, we've got to give you – Savali has been watching Cleveland's hitters for, what, three, four, five years. All the guys that are in the lineup, uh, he know, he's been doing his own personal scouting reports against them. So it's going to be an interesting uh, matchup. You know, Savali has with this will be his second start with uh, with the Rays since the deal. He kind of got knocked around a little bit against Detroit, um, and I'm sure he's going to be uh, he's going to have some extra fire in his belly for this one. This is going to be very interesting because Joe, you were there in Houston when he got traded. What did you did you see him or did you see any no. kind of reaction from him? No, and it was kind of weird because you know we had heard that they had brought him in. <laughs> Uh, when the, the the team arrived at the uh, the ballpark, and and that's where he got the the news of the trade, and the same with Josh Bell. So kind of unusual uh, that uh, you know that it would have to go that way. You would you would think they would try to to strike that deal, you know, before he comes to the park, and, and you have to go through you know cleaning out a locker and all that kind of stuff. Uh, no, nothing. You didn't see anything uh, at the trade deadline. So uh, we'd heard that uh, from the Tampa reporters that we talked to. Uh, that, you know, things, he's a little unusual, uh, to deal with, uh, you know, we had never really had a problem approaching him in the, in the clubhouse, but, uh, they said normally Tampa Bay gets the, the next day's starting pitcher, uh, the day before his start. 
uh, and that uh, Savali, in, a, in an unusual twist, had insisted that uh, he talk three days before his start. And then when he was asked about uh, Jose Ramirez's fight with Tim Anderson, that he um, uh, sort of he said no comment. And he uh, he declined to speak on that. And uh, just kind of weird. I, I don't know if it's there, there's no gamesmanship or anything like that involved with it. But uh, just Aaron Savali being sort of an, an unusual, uh, you know, different sort of. Uh, situation for the the Tampa Bay media down there right now. Yeah, I'm sure you know the first time you get uh, traded, you know it, it's a shock. You know you're you're still trying to cope. You, I'm, I don't know where Aaron's family is. You know where his wife is. You know is it, are, are they in Cleveland? Are they back home? I, you know so you, you've got so many things going on in your head. I think as, as a player when they get traded that you you've got to settle it down. And of course the second start. You know, he in in a new uniform, he's facing his old team. It's not like you get to ease into these situations. So it's going to be it's going to be like I think there's going to be some drama tonight, a little bit of a little bit of an edge to this game. Could be a little fun to watch, uh, certainly, as as the uh, mm-hmm. the night unfolds. So uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, the races in the American League, uh, you know, some pretty decent uh, races. What you got Baltimore two games up in the East. Uh, uh, the the Twins uh, three and a half up on on the Guardians right now in the Central. Uh, the West is in, is within what two games uh, with between the uh, the Rangers and the uh, Astros. So uh, a lot to to keep an eye on as as uh, the month of August unfolds. Yeah, you know these are the dog days, and uh, you know uh, I think everyone is getting what they wanted in this balanced schedule. There's a, you know, the AL, the American League has, what, three, three good divisional races. There's a good uh, divisional race in the NL Central between Milwaukee and Cincinnati. Uh, you know, so uh, the commissioner is getting what he wanted. He's getting, uh, you know, kind of that, uh, what, you know, the, the balanced schedule and uh, you're, you're getting, uh, you know. The, the word you're looking for is parity, Hoinsey. That's, parody that's is exactly what, what I was looking for. Exactly. See? <laughs> I've this done this long NFL. enough. I know. I, I, I've done this long enough. I know exactly what you're thinking. All right. Uh, that'll wrap it up for today's edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. We'll be back uh, on Monday to wrap up the series with Tampa, and we'll check in with you again. Uh, Hoinsey, we'll talk to you then. All right, Joe.